It is wonderful to be back today on Search the Scriptures. What a blessing to be able to open up God's Word and study with all of our listeners on a day-to-day basis. We appreciate you tuning in to Search the Scriptures, and we appreciate hearing from so many of you, either by email or snail mail or phone calls, or in many cases, meeting you face-to-face as you visited with us at services at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. I know that many of you live in other places so that you cannot visit with us in person very easily, but we are thinking about you as well, and uh, we do pray that you're going to find the Church of Christ in your area and that you're going to avail yourself of the opportunity to study and worship and grow spiritually with them. We do hope that you will come to realize that God's Word makes the difference in your life because it teaches you about what God has laid forth as his plan for your redemption, your forgiveness, your salvation. And what we try to do in Search the Scriptures is help you see from God's Word exactly what that plan is. It's always a blessing to be here to study with Dwayne Kennedy. Thank you, Gary. It's good to be on the program with you and to know that our listening audience has joined us for the first time. But more hopeful that you have joined us again and that you are continuing to study God's word with us. We are a blessed people, that is, those of us who have the privilege to study the Bible and who take responsibility for that. We learn what God wants us to be. We actually learn how our creator would have us live and to continue to recognize him as our creator and sustainer and as the one who we will be with throughout ceaseless ages when we die, when we are no longer in this life. It is a great privilege to be able to learn those things and to bring glory to God as we do it. It's also good, as always, to be on the program with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Duane and Gary. I'm certainly uh, very delighted to be with you both today on the program, as always. A great honor, a great privilege to be with you and to open up God's word and try to discern those truths that he's recorded for us. And you know, it really does make a difference in our lives. And I think both of you alluded to that in your opening comments. Sometimes it appears that people have the impression that they think they have been so bad in life, God would never be able to forgive them that they could never, never be in a saved or Christian state. But that's simply not the case. it, It doesn't matter what's gone on in the past. As long as you're still alive, as long as you can read God's word, you can understand what it says, you can obey it, God will save you. You will become a Christian. So don't ever get the impression, if you're listening to us today, and you think you've been so awful in your past life that you could never be forgiven, because that's simply not the case. God is willing. God is ready to forgive you. If you obey him, he will do that very thing. And what a promise, what a blessed promise that is. Mm. And uh, what a blessed understanding. Mm -hmm. You know, really, everybody has been awful in their lives. We have. Yes. Now, that might surprise some people. They might, well, I didn't think I'd been so awful. Yeah, you sinned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've lived in sin. You've been awful. Mm-hmm. And Christ had to go, go to the cross to die because of your sin. Mm-hmm. That's awful. It is. But God has made the way 
through Jesus Christ for you to come back to him. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's wonderful. Mm, it is indeed. That's Amen. wonderful. Now, fellas, we're going to really get into this last section in this study of uh, three lines of sight, looking upward, looking inward, and looking outward. And we've really looked pretty extensively at the first two. We've got to look upward. If you're looking for meaning in your life, if you're wanting to change your life for the better, if you're wanting to find hope and, and fulfillment and happiness in your life, stop looking in unfulfilling places. Turn to God. Amen. Mm -hmm. Look upward. Recognize that God is God. He is awesome and magnificent and glorious, mm -hmm. and he loves you. He does. Look upward. Now, once you've looked upward and you've recognized God as God, then look inward and start to develop that faith in God that can lead you into a relationship with him that will change your life for the better. Now, you've got to do something about that. Mm -hmm. It's not just going to happen magically. You've got to apply yourself, but you need to look inward. Mm -hmm. And as you've looked inward then and you've become a Christian, as you have surrendered your life to God through your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, God's Son, as you believed in him and repented of your sins and confessed his name and surrendered to him in baptism for the remission of your sins, then you became a Christian. Mm -hmm. Now, you're changed. You need to look outward now. Yes. You need to look outward and live that Christian life. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, what do we read, Dwayne? 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. We, we read about living that new life. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, I like that term, he is a new creation. The King James Version says new creature, I believe. Yes. We might have a little bit of a negative connotation about being a creature, but uh, it, it, we should not because it's talking about creation there. And it's the idea, the understanding that we have been born again. That's right. That goes back to what Jesus told Nicodemus in, in uh, John chapter 3. Except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. That's mm -hmm. right. And so we're born again in Christ and we've become in such as we've done that again, as we've believed in him and repented of our sins, confessed his name and surrendered to him in baptism. As we came up out of that water, we were buried in that water. We came up a new creation changed spiritually. And, you know, Gary and Dennis, that's typical of what our Father in heaven has done for us and provided for us. He created us physically. We came into being by his power. And when we obey the gospel, as you have just mentioned, uh, coming out of the watery grave of baptism, we are a new creation, a creation of his because of his grace and because of the death of his son who washes away our sins. We are spiritually made in his image again, and we continue to take on the characteristics of our father and as of his son as we continue in his word. Yes. What a wonderful thought that is for so many, I think, too, uh, Dwayne and Gary, to be a new creation. 
You know, we, we spoke just a few moments ago about some people think, you know, I've just been so awful in life, I could never be forgiven. How much someone like that would long for a second chance, here it is. You got it. Here it is. You can be a new creation. Yeah. You're still going to look the same. You're <laughs> going to look the same, unfortunately, for some of us. Yes, yes. <laughs> All the same warts and freckles and pimples and all of that. But Still there. inside, spiritually, mm -hmm. you have been born again. You're a new creation. A child of God. Yes, child of God. Adopted oh. as one of his children. Mm. Romans chapter 8, Galatians chapter 4. Just incredible blessing. Yes, really is. And the prospects, as you say, are just... <laughs> Well, we talked, we read about all those verses that, that talked about God being an awesome God. Well, that's, this is part of his awesomeness that mm -hmm. for us to be changed, as you said, to have that new start, mm -hmm. that's awesome. It is. To be a new creation spiritually. And, you it, know, it, <laughs> to make a little joke, you know, my, my hair is not growing back and that's gone forever, but... <laughs> My fellowship with God is growing back, and that's going to stay forever. Yes, yes. Yeah, we're not talking about physical recreation. We're talking about spiritual recreation. Mm -hmm. Right. And you know, you're right, Dennis. How many people have thought, man, I, some of the things I did in life, mm -hmm. horrible. Yeah. And they may haunt them, the memories of them, every day, virtually. I would think so. And yet at the same time, God says, even you can be made new. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, you think about Peter as an example of that. And, uh, you know, we, we envision Peter as being someone bold and courageous, someone who stands up for God regardless of the consequences. And as you look at Peter, as he's displayed in the book of Acts, that's how he comes across. He was bold. He was courageous. He was standing for God in the face of great opposition. But he wasn't always that way. You know, we need to go back and remember, Peter is the very one who denied even knowing Jesus Christ. One of his best friends, he denied even knowing him. Now, certainly we can't crawl into Peter's head or in his skin to understand what he was feeling after he denied our Lord and he heard that rooster crow, my goodness, what a sinking feeling that would have been. And then the days that followed, how he had to live with that knowledge. I denied the Lord and Savior. But then, when Jesus was resurrected, one of the messages he gave to, I believe it was two of the women who came to the tomb early in the morning, and I think it's in Mark 16, verse 7, where we're told this. Jesus instructed them to go to the disciples to tell them and Peter that he was going before them into Galilee. He would meet them there. When they communicated that to Peter, can't you imagine how that must have changed his life in just that brief moment of time? Yeah. He really said, and Peter? He's still interested in me? Even after what I did to him? You know, maybe that was a turning point for Peter. You know, I've wondered often if 
sometimes some of the inspired writers that they were writing scripture, some of the things that they wrote must have seemed awfully personal to them. Sure. Must have seemed like, boy, oh boy, this was me. Hmm. And I wonder if there were not times as they wrote inspired scripture, guided by God to write what they were writing, mm-hmm. that if, you know, chills must not have gone up and down their spine and maybe tears came to their eyes as they remembered the things they had done. Mm-hmm. They understood forgiveness. Yes. Well, the Apostle Paul. Yes. He was an enemy of Jesus Christ, an enemy of the church. Yes. Mm-hmm. He even said that he voted for the execution of some Christians mm-hmm. because they would not repent of their faith in Christ. They would not turn away from Christ. Right. Voted yes. for their death. He indicated that his purpose, at one point in time at least, was to destroy the church of Jesus Christ. And yet, he could change. Mm -hmm. He could be forgiven. Mm -hmm. He could be used in such a mighty way Mm -hmm. by God because he repented and turned it around. That's right. Was baptized into Christ and his sins were forgiven. That's correct. Just incredible. In Ephesians 4 and verse 24, what do we read there, Dennis? And that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Now there it is, you put on the new man. Mm -hmm. Once again, we're not talking about physical appearance, we're talking about spiritual reality. Mm -hmm. You've been changed spiritually. Yes. You've come into a new relationship, a relationship with God Mm -hmm. through Jesus Christ. You have, and, and the idea I think there being like you put on a garment, you put on this new man. That's you now. You're not the way you used to be. Mm-hmm. And, but again, it uses that term, they're created, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Right. It does. And there is that sense again, that understanding, that principle, a new creation, created anew. Yes. Just amazing. Now that's there, that opportunity for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yes. Certainly is. But we've got to come to God, God's way. You need to look outward. Once you've become that Christian, that's where the rubber then begins to meet the road. Mm-hmm. And now you've got to live that Christian life. Mm-hmm. You're different now. You mm-hmm. can't live like you used to live. Right. You've got to be that living example. Mm-hmm. You've got to let the world see Christ in you. And that's the way God wants it. That's right. Oh, absolutely, Gary. And, uh, you know, I've said before on the program, at the point where we are baptized, that's not a graduation. That's a commencement. Yes. In a very real sense of the word, as you said, that's where we really start living the Christian life. That's where we begin to display the faithfulness that Jesus expects, as he indicated in Revelation 2, verse 10. He told us there that we are to be Faithful until death, if we want to receive the crown of life. Faithful until death. Again, as long as there's a breath of life within us, we need to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. We need to be the Christian example. Dennis, if I could add one more, and that's where, that's where we begin to nourish ourselves with God's word more than we ever have. Absolutely. Seeking to understand God's word and, and just know it 
-hmm. so that we can know how he would have us to live. Yes, great point. The Apostle Paul described the church. He illustrated the relationship of the church and, of course, the church being made up of the individual Christians who are in the church with Christ as a bride to her groom, Christ being the groom. And another way that a writer has illustrated what happens when a person is baptized into Christ, he, he, he has called that the, 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 the Christian's wedding ceremony. Mm-hmm. And as you said, you know, Dennis, in your illustration, now you're, you're changed, you're different. You're beginning to live a new life. Well, just so, when we come into Christ, as we, as we are baptized into him, okay, a wife has not been a wife until she's been married. Mm-hmm. And then she begins a new life. And what we have not lived the life of Christianity until we were baptized into Christ. Mm-hmm. And then we begin to live that new life, mm-hmm. begin to put it into application, into practice, into our everyday living. So important for us to understand. In Romans chapter 6, verses 11 through 13, how does that read, Dwayne? Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lust. And do not present the members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. This is another way of saying, live the life. Yes. You're changed now. That's right. You, you are dead to sin, okay? Don't live in sin anymore. You're a Christian now. Live like it. Don't let sin reign in your mortal body. That is your physical body. Don't present your members, your bodies, as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead. There's that rebirth again and that recreation, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Your members, your bodies as instruments of righteousness to God, Dennis and Dwayne, that means, again, serving God actively through our daily living. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I like the way that Paul put it there in verse 12, that first phrase, therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body. In other words, now you're a Christian, sin is no longer your master. That's right. Don't let it have control. Exactly. Don't serve sin. Mm-hmm. Serve yeah. God. You're not ruled by it. Yes. Yeah. Don't let it rule you. Mm-hmm. You've got to make up your mind. Yes, it's definitely a mindset. How about turning to Matthew chapter 5, Dwayne, and, and let's read the familiar text, verses 13 through 16, where Jesus, early in that Sermon on the Mount, tells us that we need to actively live a life of faithfulness before the world. How does that read there? You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp 
and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and if it gives light to all who are in the house. So we need to let our light so shine that it will bring God glory, that others may see our good works and thereby glorify God, our Father in heaven. Mm -hmm. So God's plan is, his will is, that we let people see our Christianity, mm-hmm. see our lights, spiritual lights shining, mm-hmm. not so that we can be glorified, but so that God can be glorified. That's right. That's a good point, Gary. I, I think sometimes as Christian people, we may have the mistaken impression that it's a lack of humility if others see our good works. But Jesus is pointing out here what you said exactly. God expects other people to see our good works so that as a result of those, he's going to be glorified. Yes, yes. Now, some people might think, well, I don't, I don't, I don't think people ought to you know, have to look at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God's designed it that way. They do have That's to look Christianity. at you. That's Christianity, yeah. That's right. He wants other people to see Christ in you. Yes, he does. So you've got to live that life. That's what part of what we mean by you've got to look outward. You've mm-hmm. got to put your life into action, into motion, mm-hmm. serving God, being faithful to him. That, again, is where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. Amen. You've looked upward. You've recognized God. You've looked inward. You've developed that faith and that relationship with God. Now, live the life. People need, in fact, this world is lost in the darkness of sin. They need to see the light of Christianity. Right. Mm -hmm. Because that's where salvation is at. And God has designed Christianity such that they should be able to see that light of salvation, that light of Christ in your life. Mm -hmm. Our time is up for today. We're going to have to stop here. But we do want to encourage our listeners to contact us and ask us for that free Bible study we pay the postage, no cost to you. All you have to do is contact us and request it. We'd love to send that to you. And you can read, perhaps in more detail, right from the Bible, how you can live that faithful, dedicated, committed Christian life. We'd like to hear from you today.